Welcome to Night Gig Studios. This is March 29th, 2018, and you're listening to show 207 of The Gig Cast. Ladies and gentlemen, Night Gig Studios Lounge is a proud present The Gig Cast. Welcome back. I'm your host, J.T. Shea, and this is The Gig Cast, show 207, as uh, that guy before the music said. Um, you are in the middle of the Night Gig Studios Gig Cast Marvel Cinematic Universe Review. This is show three of that, so that means it's time for Iron Man 2, which is the second Iron Man movie, and as I just said, the third movie in what they consider the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, This, of course, uh, brings back Tony Stark as Iron Man. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. Jr. uh, reprising his role as Iron Man. However, uh, his best friend, Rhodey, has now been replaced uh, by... is now being played by uh, Don Cheadle. I guess there was... I don't know. The the skinny, I guess, was that... uh, what. uh, Terrence Howard wanted more money or something. I don't know. Not too forward-thinking, if you ask me. Uh, but other people that came back uh, on the movie there, of course, you have uh, Pepper Potts comes back. Uh, Nick Fury is back in this one. Instead of just the Stinger, he's now got a pretty pivotal role in this uh, here story as he's trying to get the Avengers together. Uh, you've got... Uh, Agent Coulson is back uh, again. You know, again, as they're trying to build the uh, the universe, the you know, build the Avengers. Uh, that that's is part of that, and this is, but this is again mainly Iron Man's story. How Iron Man uh, becomes the Iron Man that we know later on. Um, apparently, the basic premise of this story is is that the arc reactor that he built in the first one which you think is all honky-dory and awesome, is actually slowly killing killing Tony. Uh, the the uh, core, the core element is unstable and is poisonous to his blood, and he has to find some way to make that actually better for him. And it, he realizes uh, through the course, with the help of Nick Fury, um, he reconnects with his father, Howard Stark, the visionary, um, uh, to uh, help discover this new un- f- f- here for to unknown element, which then can help power his suit. Uh, along the way, of course, it turns out that there is in the past Howard's father worked with a Russian dude who turned out he wanted to do science for profit and evil. So Howard had him deported. And the bad guy in this movie is that guy's son, 
who now has it uh, has a, a, a stick up his butt uh, for the Stark family and has come back uh, with his own version of the arc reactor, which he uses to uh, go up against Iron Man slash Tony Stark. <coughs> so, and so there's your bad guy, who of course, of course, that Russian dude teams up with Tony's uh, rival in the weapons. Uh, uh, factory weapons uh, game there in the uh, corporate side of things. He's more of comic relief than anything else, but gives the uh, Russian bad guy a platform on which to build his uh, weapons, his drones that go against Tony. Blah, blah, yada, yada, yada. That's the whole thing there. Overall, a good movie. Moves uh, this story arc further uh, along. You get to see some uh, good character development for the smaller characters, um, <clears throat> you see the first, uh, some hints, um, there's some hints throughout the thing of other characters to follow. There's, uh, Colson has to leave partway through to go to New Mexico to, uh, to check out something going on out there, which leads to the stinger at the end, which is of course the, uh, they see how the uh, Thor's hammer is in the middle of the desert. Um, there's also a, a hint at the beginning, uh, in the middle there where uh, Coulson, uh, going through some of Stark's boxes, finds Captain uh, like a prototype of Captain America's shield. And so that also hints towards Captain America coming up, as well as Coulson's... Um, uh, later on, you find out his obsession with the whole Captain America thing, where he's like a big old Captain America fanboy. So, um, so there's some nice hints there going in the end thing. It's kind of cool. Uh, the Stan Lee cameo, uh, he was, I guess, uh, he was, he, uh, Stan Lee was kind of playing uh, uh, Larry King at one of the, uh, at the Stark Expo open, a quick gl- gl- glimpse of him. So, oh, by the way, the last episode, if you listened, which, uh, if you did, great. If you listen to this one, I'm guessing listen to that one. But <laughs> there's a guy I work with uh, who has listened to all these damn shows, and as soon as I got to work this morning... Um, and, and popped on my uh, my my messenger. He sent me a link to listing of all the uh, <laughs> of <coughs> of all the Stanley cameos, and so uh, he wins the DVD, the uh, the Blu-ray, and it's going to save me some shipping. So, contest over. There you go. Yeah, somebody won. Somebody listens, and that's cool. I appreciate it. <laughs> so that's good. Um, so yeah, the Stanley uh, cameo is kind of cool, but there's also a couple other cameos in there that that is really kind of neat. Um, at that same scene with the Stanley cameo, um, you run into the, they mentioned they show the CEO of Oracle, which is really kind of cool. There's also an, an Oracle uh, uh, pavilion, one of the pavilions at the Stark Expo, which uh, I guess it's where the uh, one of the fight scenes are, which is kind of cool. Uh, in Monaco, where the uh, the big the first. Uh, scene where um, Iron Man meets up with uh, uh, even uh, Ivan uh, Vashenko or Venko, yeah, Venko. Um, uh, yeah, Elon uh, Musk is there. Elon Elon Musk, uh, Elon Musk. You know, uh, SpaceX and dude uh, is there, which is really cool. You know, just really uh, high tech people who you think that Tony Stark would probably, and if he was a real person, would actually probably rub elbows with in real life so that's kind of really neat there so there's that which is kind of neat um 
Yeah, some really some so uh, some really neat stuff. I mean, it's a good movie, and it, it does it moves it moves the uh, Avengers storyline on. Pretty cool. Um, I like at the end how. Uh, oh, oh, did I mention? Um, I, ha- I don't think I have the first appearance of, of Black Widow. She's in this. Uh, she because she's kind of like undercover, watching Tony at the beginning there. Um, halfway through, Tony realizes that she's actually working for Shield. Blah blah blah. But but she uh, she's a pretty badass in this movie. Um, and uh, at the end there, what's really kind of cool is uh, she gives her, her assessment of whether uh, Iron Man should be part of the Avengers. Iron Man, yes. Tony Stark, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can see that. Uh, and they basically just want Iron Man on as a uh, as a consultant uh, for, for the Avengers. And, of course, Tony's like, well, you can't afford me. Uh, it's, it's what's kind of interesting is that Iron Man, if you think about it, is kind of like the, the uh, uh, Batman-type character uh, of, the, of the Marvel Universe, you know, billionaire who has a lot of money, and because of the money, is able to become a superhero, has a lot of tech toys and whatnot. Difference being, of course... Everybody knows who Iron Man is. Nobody knows who Batman is. He's, I mean, just a billionaire, a lot of tech toys, superhero, that sort of thing. Besides that, I guess they're nothing alike. Yeah, so scratch that. But you know what I mean. Or, I don't, hell, I don't even know what I mean. But anyway, good movie. Uh, CGI, really good in this movie. Um, it, it's pretty seamless, um, regardless of regarding what was is CGI, what isn't. Kind of cool. Um, good plot line moves moves the whole Avenger Marvel Cinematic Universe forward pretty well. And what's interesting is that you know the, you know, Marvel you know was in it for the long haul at this point. They knew they had to be because we're talking the first Iron Man was two thousand and eight. Hulk again I think was two thousand and eight. This one's two thousand and ten, and so that's two years between movies. And they're trying to build the universe, and they're only showing you. Three movies. Um, I think that's where their stingers come in because they're really saying, "Hey, hang with us, guys. This is what going on. Look, look. I know this is a movie here, but look, look at the stinger. This is what's coming. Let's keep you excited." Uh, internet was, you know, a thing at this point, so they have that. Keep the rumors flying there. But uh, and as we know, it, it worked. Here we are in the future. Waiting for Infinity War to come out in about a month, twenty-seven days now, or twenty whatever. This is the twenty-ninth. It comes out twenty-seventh of uh, April, so less than a month, and uh, we're still talking about it. So there it is. All right. So Iron Man two in the books. Review in the books. Um, oh, another uh, Senator Stern, who is the uh, Senate bad guy on this. Um, and as anybody who's watched the movies know, he turns out to be a pretty big player later on as well. Uh, kind of a jerk, kind of an asshole. Uh, but uh, he gets his comeuppance, which we all know later on. So just wanted to mention that he sh- this is the first movie he shows up in as well. So, again, Marvel playing their long game. These are people we need to keep an eye on. Senator Stern's there. Uh, the other bad guys in this movie don't show up uh, later. The, uh, the, the weapons manufacturer dude, whatever his name was. Uh, the real uh, Justin Hammer. Yeah, Hammer. Yeah, from Hammer Dynamics or whatever the heck his name is, the weapons company was. The guy played by Sam Rockwell. Played perfectly by Sam Rockwell because the guy's a tool and he gets his comeuppance. So he gets arrested at the end, but he doesn't show up later on. Um, and I, I, I should also mention that Jarvis. I haven't mentioned Jarvis yet. 
I should have mentioned him in Iron Man 1. Jarvis was in Iron Man 1. He's now here in Iron Man 2. Jarvis is, of course, Tony Stark's AI. He runs his house. He runs his suits. Um, and we know what happens to him later on He uh, when he becomes Vision. Um, I hope I'm not doing any spoilers here. I'm assuming that if you're a, a, a human being on the planet of the Earth and you've watched in these movies, you know what's going on. So, uh, but yeah, Jarvis is a uh, recurring character that I feel I should mention. So I have now mentioned it. And of course, Happy Hogan is still, uh, and also an Iron Man 2 here. Uh, uh, so he's a recurring character that, that warms his way through, uh, through the Marvel Universe as well. So that's uh, where that stands. Uh, Iron Man 2, like I said, in the books. Uh, next up is Thor and then Captain America, the first Avenger. Which, ironically, is not the first movie, um, at least not in the movie sense, but I guess time sense. Anyway, so that'll be uh, out next, uh, next couple of days. Keep your podcatchers open. We're waiting for this to show, and I hope to see you then. And until then, this is JT from all of us here at Night Gig Studios saying uh, keep doing your own thing and uh, watching those movies. Talk to you then, folks. Good night. This has been the GigCast. Remember, all links mentioned on today's show can be found at our homepage at www.thegigcast.com. The GigCast asks, what's your gig? Let us know. Drop us a line at gigcast at nightgig.com. Or call our voicemail line at 1-206-203-3334. The best we played every week on the show. Help us help you let people know what is your night gig. Music for the gig cast provided by Beatnik Turtle at beatnickturtle.com and by Corey Smith at myspace.com slash thecoreysmith. The gig cast is a production of Night Gig Studios at nightgig.com. Where it's not about you do to live, it's about what you live to do. Nightgig.com. What's your gig? One. <laughs> <laughs>